Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. We are now in Nazir Daf Mem Amud Bet, at the very top of the Amud, uh, and we are um, analyze. We're about to analyze the seeming about face that the Gemara took on the issue of a uh, of assuming that a tar, a blade, is the only method viable for a mitzorah to do his tiglachat. In the earlier uh, dealing of um, processing of the Gemara, we assumed that Mitzora uses a tar, and then saw, tried to see whether or not we could apply that to Nazir, and saw that we couldn't. Now we are asking whether we can learn Mitzora from Nazir, which means we don't know about Mitzora. So Amarle Rava Bar Mishashay Rava Haitanami Kar Amar Efshar. So. Our Tana originally said, meaning the original Brita, said that we cannot infer uh, Ta'ar from Mitzorah, meaning we assume that Mitzorah has a Ta'ar. Because if you recall, the, the odd result of that would be that we would learn a uh, Kal from a Chamur, meaning a Nazir from Mitzora, and we'd end up being Machmer on the Nazir beyond what we should, such as to shave the entire body. So that doesn't work. And then he turned around and said, how do we know that Mitzora itself has a tar? And he said, let's try to learn it from a Bamimatzinu between Nazir and Levim, which is where we landed on. And we didn't know Yalif, and then he said, we can't even learn it from there. So does the Tana assume tar? By Mitzora, does he know Tar by Mitzora? Does he say we still don't even know? So Amarle, Rava answered back, Ahu Aliba de Rabbanan, the original bright that followed the Rabbanan, Ha Aliba de Rabbaliezer, and this uh, a s- assumption that, uh, not the assumption, but the lack of the assumption that we know Tar in the case of Mitzora is follows Rabbaliezer. And this is somewhat of a serpentine path, so let's follow it to none. The Mishnah says, there's a Mishnah in Makot. It says, that the violation of the Torah that applies to every man of shaving uh, his beard or certain parts of the face are only the Tar. Rebelezer says, even if you use a different kind of a tool, even if it's not a blade, a direct blade on the face. Now, my and here we get the treatment of the machloket. Why did the Rabbanon say that it's only betar? And they say as follows. Tatanya, zikano, this is the pasuk talking about the mitzorah, that the mitzorah has to shave his entire body, and then it goes out of its way to say his head and his beard. Matam and Lamar, why does the Torah have to say that? That his beard could set his whole body. It says in the context of the Kohanim that they cannot shave their the corner of their face. I might think that even a uh, that a Kohen cannot shave his face even if he's a Mitzorah. That's why it says even his beard, meaning even the beard of the one explicitly prohibited from shaving shaves if he's a Mitzorah. And how do I know that that shaving must be done with a tar? We have a sub which is that the prohibition of them shaving their face I might think that even if he shaves it by cutting with scissors, he's chayav. This is now in the context of the prohibition that applies to all of Am Yisrael. You cannot destroy 
Right? I might think that even if you used a different kind of tool, you'd be And therefore, we have the pasuk relative to the koanim, pasuk relative to all of Israel, using the verbs legaleach and lahashchit haketzan What kind of shaving is there that has destruction of the hair, meaning all the way to the root? That's a blade. Mimai. So that means now that the assumption is that a Mitsora has got to use a blade, and therefore, um, and and that's where the assumption that we come from in the first Brita. And therefore, this question was: Can you learn? Can you apply that to Nazir? The answer is you can't, and that's why the Torah had to say Tar in the context of Nazir. Now, Mimai. Who says that that's the case? Maybe a mitzvah who shaves with another tool is also performing the mitzvah. Maybe the Torah is just coming to tell you that if the, the mitzvah uses a tar, then he's not liable for violating the prohibitions against shaving with a tar, but perhaps that's not the only way to do it. In other words, perhaps the Torah is not coming in, coming to say, you must shave the Mitzorah in a way that is otherwise a prohibition. Maybe it's just coming to say, you must shave the Mitzorah in any manner. And if you do it in the way that's normally the prohibition, that's not, you're not liable for that. So Amri, the answer was, If you think that a Mitzorah could shave using any one of these methods, let the Torah say nothing. It doesn't have to say zikano. Let it just say he shaves his entire body. I'll figure it on my own. Think about this. In the case of a Nazir, that during the 30 days, if he shaves thing, he violates the Isur. Nonetheless, when he finishes the days, he's chayiv to use that same tool. Here in the case of the Mitzorah, where there is no explicit Isur for him to shave during the time, but... Uh, but he is, um, but this shaving is a mitzvah, uh, therefore, certainly I would assume that he could use any sort of tool. But two, besides that, we have another problem. If you think that when he uses another tool, he's performing the mitzvah, in other words, the formulation is as follows. Any tool you use to shave mitzvah is fine. Even though the only, uh, the only prohibition the Torah placed upon shaving was with a razor, and I might think that, that the Torah is saying you can use anything you want from mitzvah, but even if you use a razor, you're not liable. Then Kirish Lakish, then Kirish Lakish, we've got the problem of Kirish Lakish's famous mandate, famous dictum about Dechia, about Nasei Dochalot, Nasei Damar, Koma Komshatamotse, Asei Velotase. Anytime there's a conflict between Nasei and Velotase, Imatai Cholakayim Echnehem, Mutab. If you could fulfill both of them, that's what you do. Okay, so that's Rabbanan's position. Rabbanan's position is very simply this. Because the Torah said Zikano, that the Mitzorah shaves everything, including his beard, it's there to tell you that the, um, the exact kind of shaving that is prohibited in the case of a non-Mitzorah is what is obligatory in the case of Mitzorah, that's a tar. Since Rabbanan walk into the room with the assumption that a Mitzorah has a tar, and the only question is, can Nazar be inferred from that? That was the earlier Brayta. Rabbalazah, my time, but what's Rabbalazah's reason for saying that you are chayav for a kafat harosh, even with another tool? The answer is that he learns the whole issue of tar as being insular within the world of <coughs> Mitzorah and Nazir, and Yalif Mirosho, as follows. If you recall, 
the Rabbanan learned the entire issue from Ta'ar of a uh, of Hakafata Regu Hakafata Rosh of the Galiluach Sheish Boashkata. He learns it from the following: the Tanya Rosho, the Torah says in the same pasuk, which says Zikano, it says the Mitzorah has to shave all of his hair, his beard, and his head. Matzav, why did the Torah have to say that? The Torah says that a that he cannot use a tar on his head. And Rabbi Lazar does hold, like Rabbi Yonatan, that you're only chayav for a tar. Nazir is only chayav for tar. Yachol af nazir mitzorah I might think that this applies to a nazir mitzorah. Tamadoma rosho. Alright, so therefore the Torah says that a mitzorah shaves his head even if he's a nazir. Same argument as before. So why don't I just why don't I argue that perhaps a mitzora can shave his head with anything, any kind of uh, tool, and Ta'ar is there to tell me that uh, Rosho is really there to tell me that even if the mitzora does it in a way that's a violation <coughs> for a nazir. Nonetheless, it's okay, and he's not. It's not. A, he's not liable for that. So, if you think, and we have this before, if you think that doing it with another tool is sufficient, then So, then you have Roshlakish's problem, which is then you're never allowed to do it in the way of violation, which is a tar. So, it must be that uh, the only way to Shave a Mitzorah is with a tar. So everybody agrees that a Mitzorah must be done with a tar. The question is, where do they learn it from? They learn it from Zikano, which attaches itself to the general prohibition, and says even that which is generally prohibited, you do for Mitzorah. So in other words, the Rabbanans say, the general prohibition is only tar, or is it right like Rabbalazar, who says it's, the, it's there to teach you that that which a Nazir is not allowed to do, the Mitzorah does, but it has nothing to do with general hakafa, and general hakafa is with any sort of a tool. Now, Rabbanan Hirosho Maidarshibe, what do the Rabbanan do with the extra word Rosho in verse one? They say Rosho is there to tell you that the general prohibition of shaving your head uh, doesn't apply to Mitzorah. The Torah says you're not allowed to shave your entire head. And you may think this applies to Mitzorah. Tamad Lomar Rosho, therefore it says the head of the Mitzorah is shaved. So I don't need that. Several claims Kano. I've got Zakano that says that you uproot the violation, sorry for the pun, you uproot the violation of Hashkata, of the Ta'ar for the Mitzorah, so that means you uproot the violation of Akafa also. The Tanya, Zakano, Tabnomar, Shemara, Patskam Legalech, Yachov, Mitzorah, Ketavonomar Zakano. So that we just had. So Lama Limichtav Rosho, Lama Limichtav Zakano. So according to the Rabbanan, who say that essentially both words are there to tell you that the Mitzorah, in spite of the fact that this action would normally be a prohibition, does it anyways, why do you need both? If we only had I would think, and we will see this as a discussion later on, uh, that shaving the entire head is not a violation of the Torah's restriction against the Hakafah. And therefore, Zikano is there to tell me, yes, that particular style of shaving the head, the face, with a razor is a violation. But I wouldn't know that there's a general prohibition of shaving the entire head. It might just be about shaving what we call a mohawk. That's why the Torah wrote Rosho. If the Torah only wrote Rosho, I would have learned two things from Rosho. 
The Ati Asei Vedachit Lotasei, first of all, that the Asei of Mitsora shaving is Doche, the Lotasei of Hakafa. And I would also understand from that that there is a general violation of shaving the entire head, which is uh, supplanted or trumped by the Mitzorah. But I still would not know that Mitzorah uses a tar. That's why I need Zekano. Very good. But now what that tells us that according to the Rabbanan, uh, Rosho is there to teach me the basic principle of Asei Dochalotasei. How does he know that general rule, which is a a uh, fundamental rule when in the in the solution of collision of mitzvot? He learns it from the two pesukim together, verse five on the page. Tanya lo and the next pasuk is gedilim tasalachamihem. Tasalacham, the drasha is mehem. You cannot wear shatnez, wool and linen together. You make tzitzit, and the drasha is tzitzit from them, meaning wool and linen together. Okay, good. So Amar Mar, now let's take a look at this. So that's the solution to our conundrum, that the earlier treatment in the Gemara that assumed the Mitzorah has a tar is the Rabbanan, and then the question is, could we apply it to Nazir? And the later presentation, which assumed tar, which is explicit in the case of Nazir and Levim, and said, can we learn Mitzorah from it, uh, is Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, now, uh, this goes back to our right of the three people, who, the three types who need uh, shaving, which is Nazir, Mitzora, and the Levim. It says, any of them who shaved Shalobatar without a razor, or or if they left two hairs that weren't cut, it's invalid. He comes with a very interesting conclusion. He says, that proves to you that in general, the notion that a majority of something's status defines its status as being total is Doraita. How did he get that? In the case of a Nazir, and by the way, this is a Nazir Tameh, who has to shave his head on the seventh day of his Tumah, it says he has to shave his entire head, meaning he can't even leave any over. It's here that we the dar drasha is that he has to shave every bit of it so there's none left. So clearly, in most cases, a majority suffices because otherwise it it would could just say yigaleach. Why does say We must shave it and then shave it clear. That proves that in most cases in the Torah, a majority is sufficient. So had the following challenge, and he was an heir to Israel. Keep that in mind. That pasuk is written about a Nazir Tameh. That doesn't prove anything about, because after all, the law that we learned about having to shave clear your, your entire head is a Nazir Tahor, so the two don't connect at all. So, Machachi Allah Marava, in Eretz Yisrael, they laughed at that question. Because they said as follows, Mechti Nazir Tameh de How do you know that you shave a Nazir Tameh with a blade? Tar isn't written anywhere in the context of a Nazir Tameh. Mi Nazir Tahor Yali, if you learn it from a Nazir Tahor. A guy who completes his Nazirut successfully. So late the Nazir Tahor, Nazir Tameh. So then the Nazir Tahor can now learn from the Nazir Tameh. If the Nazir Tameh leaves two hairs, that's nothing. So the same thing with the Nazir Tahor. In other words, there's a conduit here. How do we know that a Nazir Tameh has to use a blade at all from Nazir Tahor? So once that conduit's set up, once we say that a Nazir Tameh from the word Yigalchenu has to shave every bit and not leave two hairs over, that teaches that a Nazir Tahor has to have the same thing. And if the Torah makes that demand, that means usually Rove is considered Kechulo.
Okay. Boya Baya. Baya and Rav now pose two interesting theoretical questions about the issue of the two hairs. Nazir Shigilech Vashir stay Sarot. Nazir shaved and left two hairs. Tzimeach Rosho, his hair then grew. V'chazar V'gilchan, then he shaved those two. The other those two obviously were bigger than the rest. He could recognize them. Mahu. Do we say Mimaak Fiolo? Does that invalidate it? In other words, he did shave all the hairs, just not at one time, but the problem is that in the meantime, the rest of his hair started to grow. Boy, Rava, Rava asked a parallel question. Nazir Shigilech V'niach Shtei Sarot. Again, he shaved and left two hairs. V'gilech Achat, and then he shaved another one. And another one fell out. Mahu. So the question doesn't seem right. Rava asking whether if you shave, but not all at one time, is valid. Because that's what he's asking. You shaved everything but two, and then shaved another one. <coughs> Which means you only left one, and that's valid. So you have to switch the order. He shaved everything but two. One fell out, and then he shaved another one. Mahu. So Amarle, he answered back, Giluach Enkan, Se'ar Enkan. So Ravina answered back. He said, this is what the question that Rava asked, and, and this is what the answer should be. Giluach Enkan, Se'ar Enkan. There's no shaving, and there's no hair. I said, wait, he's Se'ar Enkan. If there's no hair, then Giluach Enkan, then you shaved. Hachikim, this is what he meant. Afapisha se'arin kan, even though there's no hair, mitzvot giluach in kan. Because since you shaved and left two, and then one fell out, you could never really fully complete that shaving, because you sort of were were paralyzed at the point of two being left there, when one of them fell out, and therefore, even though there's no hair left, nothing you could do, you did not fulfill properly the mitzvah of giluach. All right, everyone should have a wonderful day. We will continue, Mirza Hashem, with the next podcast, at the Mishnah, Daf Membet Amud Aleph.